Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Stretch Marks with me, Caroline Foran. And me, Sinead Moore. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. Did you have a good sleep? I had a great sleep. Did you have a good sleep? Um, Weirdly, like, I don't know, is it because we knew that we were recording this today? I told Juju yesterday. She had the best sleep last night. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. So you're going to come at this from, like, quite a positive frame of mind. So I've had to coach myself on the way in. One good night does not take away months of waking up. So she went down last night at seven. She woke at 11, which she usually does at the moment. She's in this rut. I don't know what's going on. I fed her. She went back in. Usually she could be back up again at one, at three, at five. But she didn't. She went all the way to six. So she was Fair fed play. at 11 and then she woke up again at six. Um, so I I don't know. I'm, but I've been here before where you feel like, OK, this is it. And it's not. So tonight, no doubt, will she'll make up for it. So for this episode, we're talking about sleep we, we are not giving sleep advice. We're really more reflecting where people are at with sleep. We're sharing both of our experiences because we have very different approaches as we seem to have with everything, yeah. which is great. Good. We will probably do subsequent episodes where we bring in an expert uh, and try and help people get a bit more sleep. But for this, we're just kind of taking the temperature. I think it came to us because sleep is a massive thing that stretches us and how we adapt to the absence of sleep overnight and how that completely changes our relationships, our emotional well-being, our physical well-being, um, how we just function. And I think it is a massive stretch when you enter into parenthood, how to actually figure out how to cope with the lack of sleep. I know that you have been incredibly stretched with your lack of sleep, but I think that you cope so much better than I ever would with that little sleep. Like I am... I, I would be sectioned. I really would be. But I think you're right. I think <laughs> I think you're right. I think all of us have a different capacity for everything, though. We all have different to- tolerances, you know, and we all have things that will push ourselves over the edge and some things that we just figure out. Also, I'm like a seasoned non-sleeper at this point. I ha- I was much more exhausted in the first year of losing sleep than I am now. Like, I feel like my body's like, this is just what we do. So I wonder, have you crossed over? So I don't, I wouldn't recommend. I don't know what sleep yeah. is. Like I wouldn't I, recommend reading Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, because it just makes you anxious about how not perfect sleep you're having. And I read it before I had a baby, but 6% of the population, apparently only 6% can get by on less than six hours sleep without some sort of physical or cognitive impairment. Fully have both. The rest of us fully are fucked. If we, and it's six or less. But I am impaired. I feel like I'm constantly walking around like day two of a wedding. Yeah. That's my reality. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe it affects us differently, but like I would just be sobbing, crying, so down, so low. But maybe also for me, when I was in the no sleep phase, it was it was compounded by all of the other stuff as well at the time. Yeah. Like you've obviously, you've adapted to not sleeping, which I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how you've done it. I mean, there were good years. There were good years. Then Juliet was born. Um, like, are you a sleepy person? Like, I want to go to yeah, sleep early, like, wake up late. I, I, I'm a night owl. My brain works better. So I do better work at night. So if I was to sit down and have to write something, I, I get into flow mode at night. Like, put me alone in a, a dark room with a lamp and I will just be like up all night. I love mm. that. Um, so I would have slept later on in the morning. That's when I would have kind of caught up. So obviously that doesn't happen at all anymore. But yeah, like... I wouldn't have been a sleepy 
you know, I wouldn't have had to go for naps or oh, things yeah. like that. Love a nap. I, I, I'm I'm not good at making my brain allow myself go for a nap unless I'm pregnant and that and it's like a full body shutdown. <laughs> yeah. But when my first child was born, sleep the the overnight feeling that sleep was pulled away from you was like a shock to the system. Oh yeah. Like palpitations, serious brain fog, um, cranky, definitely emotional, like just not being able to like you're talking at me, but I have no clue what you're saying. Like, are you looking for an answer to this? I, what? You know, just like leave me alone and 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 functionally like removing things like that is no longer my problem because I literally can't think about that. So it it it, it narrowed my focus on what I had to get done in a day. She was a, not a great sleeper. This Penny. This is Penny. She was not a great sleeper. Sorry, she was, she was, see, this is the thing with my kids, okay? So I think it's a breastfeeding thing. I don't know. But in my experience, my children are very good sleepers who frequently wake to refind me. Mm-hmm. So there isn't sleep battles. There isn't crying all night. There isn't walking the floors trying to get them to sleep. There isn't like if they're up, they're up for three hours. That isn't the way it is. They are sleepy humans that would have always fed to sleep, which is like a cardinal sin. <laughs> You've got a sleep association. Uh, yeah, but it's also the most biological thing. And yeah. that, that to me, so we talk about anxieties and how to find our parental rhythms and all that kind of stuff. For me, it was tuning back into, well, my body does this and they react this way. So that kind of works. Yeah. The problem that I felt therefore after was there wasn't enough room to look after my rest that I needed because the world has kind of forgotten that babies aren't supposed to sleep. They're not programmed to sleep and therefore the parents are kind of supposed to be given a little bit of grace in the first few weeks and months to be like, you're not supposed to be top of your game right now. Oh, 100%. But we all wake up throughout the night all the time. Like we all, you know, we have these sleep cycles. They're different when they're babies versus they get longer as you you get older. Like we all have like 90 minute sleep cycles now, I think. Is it? No, no. Babies have 90 minute sleep cycles. They wake up and whatever they need, whatever things that help them feel safe enough to go back Mm. to sleep again, they look for. But we all like that never stops. It's just that we don't even notice it as adults because we're just able to put ourselves back to sleep. Um, But that doesn't go away. And I don't know who ever came up with the phrase sleeping like a baby. Oh, sorry, sleep like your husband. (laughs) But it was because I was the one with nipples. It was always on me. And I was very happy to do it in a way. And you spoke about something on our episode. um, I can't remember which one, which was when you were saying, oh, it was our last. It was on the postnatal um, anxiety one where you were saying you needed Barry to be with you at night Mm -hmm. and you needed to be like sharing it. I was the complete opposite. So I'm a bit like that anyway. Like if I'm ill or if I'm like studying, I'm a bit of a lone wolf. I'm like, get out of my space and just let me do this. I was the same even in in early labour. was like, don't, don't. I was the only woman in a pandemic who didn't want their partner with them. <laughs> but at nighttime as well, I think because of the breastfeeding, I was like, this is, this is my space. So he would go and get the baby, bring the, it when she was no longer in the side crib, she was in the other room. He would bring her to me, I would feed and he would put her back. Um, okay, so at least you shared. You, he wanted he wasn't to get that. eight hours. <laughs> no, he wanted that because he felt like, oh, I've done a roll. He, yes, he yeah, slept yeah. like yeah. He, he slept, walked through the corridor like together and then back again. But I came to the conclusion pretty early on that there was no value in us both being wrecked. No. So if I was the source of them going back to sleep without battles, without tears and relatively quickly, like it was, it was six, seven minutes on the boob and they were fast asleep again and joyously, gorgeously happy back into the cot, happy days, back to sleep. The problem was I was getting broken sleep throughout. Mm-hmm. So you're never getting into that deep level of sleep, which is the restorative sleep yeah. where, you know. Yeah, no, that was an illusion to me. But I also, there was no value in him doing that because he couldn't take on the work. So I was like, you need to get your sleep and you need to take care of our life outside of this. So don't be coming at me with, you know. Is there any food in the fridge? Is there any food in the fridge? Or did you submit the meter reading or whatever? You know, it was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not operational. Yeah. So it's Um, like he takes care of you guys, you take care of them. And it's like a little ecosystem. Exactly. So that's kind of how we operated it. Now, it has changed second time round. Because so 
in our home, our bedrooms upstairs are really small and really close together. So if the baby were to wake, we did not want our other child to wake. So he, we kind of now, like he would, he takes care of if like, if, if our older child has to like go to the toilet at night or if she has early morning wakings or whatever. So it's a very divide and conquer situation this time around. I think that's the case for most people with, with, yeah. with two kids, the, the father or the, the other partner maybe takes the, the older one. Yeah. And then you have the, the little one. Yeah. So he was doing her bedtime and he was getting up with her in the morning and I was staying on sleeping with the baby and, you know, feeding her, you know, if she wakes and then she goes back to sleep at like six or seven, she might, she might stay asleep till nine. So he'd get up with her or then three-year-old and, you know, they'd be doing playful stuff downstairs, creating chaos. So it was definitely, he was probably getting as much sleep as I was getting. But, but it wasn't broken. But it wasn't broken. But he would be up much earlier and he would have to be on, whereas I was allowed to be more kind of sleepy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who gets the, the more raw deal there of well, sleep in terms of sleep. But I think the broken sleep is really damaging for you, for your ability to cope and stuff. It um, is. And there are times where you do feel like like there, there are intense when it goes on too long and that's when I feel like it's the, cumulative the, yeah it's the palpitations um, yeah. are the thing that kind of are my signal of like okay and because may have may have mentioned this not great at accepting when things are not going so well for me mm-hmm. so I usually have to face the fact that I am like about to absolutely crash before I'll be like oh this is not enough for me I I, I need to go to bed yeah, I, I need think to go like, to bed we can all handle like a bad night but when mm. it's and in the beginning even like I I didn't I was like this is actually okay like I'm surprised at how well I'm coping well I didn't feel like I needed to be asleep all the time and I also think there's part of something going on biologically where you're so conscious of the baby that you're certainly not going to whoever said sleep with a baby sleeps I wanted to punch them in the face it was just not possible but also like Barry was able to sleep when he was mm. asleep or making noise. Like Caelan, in I'm I don't know if this is common, but when he was in the little co-sleeper, it sounded like a load of barnyard animals. Like he was just like eh, 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 grunting the whole time, and I was like, "What is going on?" Was that his reflux? Maybe, maybe, but apparently it was common that like newborns and they're like all this these little um, the, startle yeah, reflexes yeah. and everything. And I was like, "How am I supposed to go sleep through that?" Like he was making noise the whole way through, and I think there is a big difference between fathers being able to zone out a lot of that sound and being able to sleep yeah. through it and mothers not being able to and I was like fuck yeah. you <laughs> I'm still awake I, I will wake seconds before like for instance like with my older child she climbs out of her bed you know I'll hear those footprints I'll hear her footsteps reaching the floor Yeah, and I will have been awake for like 10 seconds before that happens it's just some kind of just on yeah just, just your, your radar tuned into it now I'll give him an elbow and I'll be like go downstairs and get her the breakfast you yeah. know I'm not necessarily going to rise with it but instinctively in me if they turn at night I'm consciously aware of it so a few months into having Penny and then the same with Juliet you obviously made a decision that you were going to be go with the flow style when it comes to sleep and naps and everything you didn't want to apply a structured approach to it I find, so I don't think it was a conscious decision. Um, I think, look, I think for most things with me, breastfeeding led my decision making. Um, It worked. I had no interest in having them up all night crying. Like, you know, I'm not talking about sleep training, but even just like, will I, like we'd have the conversation at 3am where he'd say to me, look, will I try and settle her? And he would. And it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And it could be going on for 40 minutes. And I'd be like, I could have had that done in four. Yeah, so you always wanted, like, how can I solve this problem as quickly yeah. as possible now rather than, like, what can we do now for, like, our future selves? Completely. So it was like, just give her to me. And, yeah, and, and just give her to four me. minutes later it was done and it was like, right, now we can just all resume normal service again. So it was never a conscious plan of, like, I'm going to be this go-with-the-flow mother and I'm not going to... No. I really wanted to be like that. Like, I remember my mom saying about like other people being like oh they were so strict on their routine mm. and I was like at the time I didn't have any experience of it and then when it came when it came to having Caelan going with the flow did not work for us mm. it was a disaster he was I think some babies when they don't nap or they're they're more higgledy-piggledy with their sleep it maybe doesn't affect their temperament Caelan was a demon like the, the change in him when he eventually did start to sleep through the night mm. was like oh my god he needed this mm. he needed to have some unbroken sleep he needed to not be waking up crying every 40 minutes so we ended up adopting a routine which was I, I felt 
I guess, judgment. And I had to say to my mom and other people, like, listen, I know it seems like I'm being in, really in control here, but this is what I need to do. This is what works for us. This is what helps him sleep and it helps me sleep and mm. helps me feel like I can cope better. And that is everyone is happier. I don't mean to be fussy. And I like I know. So like when I go down to visit my parents, it'd be like, oh, you know, you're on you're on Kerry time now. And I wanted to just I went nuts. I was like, no, we're on Kaylin's time. Like he's he needs to have his nap now. He's exhausted. He's going to be if you make me keep him up and go out, he's going to be screaming, crying. So this is the, what we're doing. And just row in with it and get on like just help make me feel supported in it mm. um but I do think there's a lot of there's judgment in every way in every way when it comes to sleep and structure and, and and like having a routine um but I think it's there it's there on both sides um and I certainly yeah I felt a lot of judgment coming from my people like mm. you know being like oh just relax and mm. it just didn't work for us just to let everything happen the way it was happening whereas routine made me stress out yeah because I I would never hit, I would never nail it appropriately. I would never hit the milestone mark of, okay, brilliant. They're up at this time and they're down at that time. And and all of a sudden I would feel like this Tetris game. Oh yeah, it was not easy. Like, everything was yeah. falling down towards me because like, and coming faster and quicker and more. Ca- and I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. And also I found that all the routines that I would source online of like, okay, you know, four months old, how are they supposed to be? It was all based around feed cycles. Yeah. Whereas I like responsibly fed or whatever we're going to call it but like you know I just responded when they needed it I never had a feed structure Mm -hmm. so I couldn't get a sleep structure without a feed structure because they really do go hand in hand they They really really do do. like so I I didn't breastfeed for very long and by the time so I got a sleep consultant I've been vocal about that online um, how Kelly from Sleepy Stars gave me back I mean I feel like I need to send her like repeat bunches of flowers just to thank her every now and then for like giving me the greatest gift of sleep but feeding was very much it, it was doable that she does work with lots of people who mm. are breastfeeding obviously it's not like you can't get into a routine with breastfeeding but it's trickier because like you say it's more responsive and um, we were able to give him bottles at certain times of the day and that would help kind of set him up so it was really we did it out of desperation so Kaylin was by all accounts from talking to different people Barry's friends who had lots of newborn babies at the same time he was another level of a bad sleeper at that stage like obviously they don't sleep in the first few weeks but from about four three four five months he we had him with the dodie with the soother and he would fall asleep and he needed to go sleep and then it would pop out of his mouth and then he'd wake up after I think it's every at that stage like 30 or 40 minutes 45 minutes is like a sleep cycle and he'd be like, wow, where's the soother? He couldn't move, couldn't reach, get it. So I had, to, we were up, I'm telling you, every 45 minutes in and out of the room. So we ended up splitting our nights and Barry would do the first half of the night and I would do the second half of the night. And so I got up every day from half two and I was just awake from then on and then I had to go through the full day because there's no way I was able to, when I went and did a doddy plug, and this is when he was in our room as well and when he was in his own room, there was no way I was going to go back to sleep because by the time I did... I got another alert on the monitor. Mm. He was crying again. So I, I was like, I, this is not sustainable. Like, I can't cope with this. Like, I, and as well for my mental health, like, I was so aware of how fragile that had been and how unhelpful a lack of sleep would be to that. How you just can't, you can't see straight. You can't think straight. You can't rationalise. You can't reassure yourself. Your, your resilience is shattered at that stage. So I went and got help and I said, like, okay, this, I didn't really want to have to do this. I wanted to be easy breezy, but I'm not an easy breezy person and we need to put some shape on this. Um, so I went and I worked with Kelly from Sleepy Stars. I was very lucky to get in with her um, on because she's got an incredibly busy waiting list. And it it wasn't cry it out. It was controlled crying. So what, without wanting to give away everything that she does obviously that's her business you start off helping guide your baby towards um a routine so it's it, there's no pressure and she's the first person to say listen write the day off just you just aim for certain things so you aim to get them used to being asleep at certain times and, and having sleep associations or they're setting their body clock really is what's happening for the first few weeks um it's not easy at all and some babies are far more amenable to it than others Kaylin wasn't um and then when it came to the actual sleep training that was maybe two nights and the two, even the first night that we did sleep training, there was 40 minutes of, of crying. But every minute we're going in and we're, we're doing, we're reassuring him. So he was never like left alone. There was a plan in place. There was, I felt in control. I didn't feel like I was just walking away and not knowing like it could be hours. Re- then realising my mommy is there. She's always there. But then learning to self-soothe eventually. Um, 
the first night of sleep training, he had the best sleep he'd ever had in his life. So there was infinitely less tears than there ever had been before we sleep trained. He woke up once at, ha- at half three, another 20 minutes of crying, got him back to sleep again. The second night, it was reduced way down to 10 minutes. The third night, he slept through. And I know that there's so much um, worry around putting your baby through sleep training. For us, it was the gift that we were giving him to be able to get the sleep that he needed and us for us all to be happier and it worked so effectively. The naps were so much harder because at night time they have melatonin, they have sleep pressure built up over the day. It's much easier to make the night happen. We also, as part of it, we took away the dodie which meant that he wasn't looking for it anymore and he was self-sufficient in terms of his sleep. The naps are harder because, um, you know, it's the middle of the day, it's, it's bright out, there's no melatonin and the conditions don't lend themselves to it. So that took me a good few weeks, if not months, of pounding the pavements, trying to get him to sleep at certain times just to get these, like, lock, lock these naps in um, because the naps then, for us, uh, secured the nights. So they do they do relate to each other. Um, really, 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 like, tough experience in terms of the naps and just the routine and just trying looking at the clock all the time. But in the end, totally worth it for us. And I so quickly came back to feeling sane again once I was able to sleep through and touch wood even through sicknesses and stuff he doesn't he doesn't wake up like he it's a, it's a miracle like he is so and it's not that he's like oh I, there's no point in me crying because I know my mommy won't come to me he is so happy going into his bed when I put him down to bed now at night we say night night to all the animals he gives his teddies a kiss and then he goes mama into bed into bed like he asks to go in he giggles going down that is his safe place mm-hmm. so I don't want people to think that it's torture or cruel because it's, well, it wasn't my experience. There's ways of doing it that with the guidance of someone, of an expert, that can get you to a point of everyone being happy. Um, so that that's where we are. We've we, He sleeps through from, I put him down at seven, he chats away for about 45 minutes, uh, sometimes half, so it depends on how busy we've been during the day, he might fall asleep straight away, but he's happy he's having his wind down. And then we don't hear from him till our alarm goes off at half seven in the morning. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You want to punch me in the face right now, don't you? Even that an alarm goes off. I know. Now, not always, but like he'll wake up, even if he wakes up at six, like he'll happy sit there chatting until mm. we're ready to get him. I know, like punch me in the face, but that's... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what I'm taking from it is you guys were at a critical junction. Yes. Where you could not function no. unless this situation was solved. I was crying all day, every day. This was mm. not sustainable for me at all. There was no joy in it. There was no... Because I wasn't even breastfeeding, I wasn't getting the cuddles from it. He was just screaming in my arms all day long. And I I do feel like the the structure that you were putting in place is to signify to him, hey, it's, it's wind down time. Yeah. My signifier to her is, here's my boob. Yeah. Like... They 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 are interpreting things around them and they find their routines through how we, you know, the environment that they find themselves in. And for us, that was just, you know, come to me maybe and she would nod off on me. And again, it, it wasn't, a, it's not a, I'm not on a mission and I wasn't like, this is how I'm going to do it. Were there times and months where it became incredibly hard because it was all on me mm-hmm. and I was so sick of that yes absolutely did I figure out how to change it no and then it kind of just resolved itself and it, and it fixed it um, however on the first I was able to rest and have nap downtime 
Yeah. And the biggest stretch, I think, for me in terms of sleep stretch is having a second child. Because when your second is asleep at the boob or having that morning nap, that was that was my lifeline, oh, that morning yeah. nap. Sweet, sweet nap time. Because I would always, definitely in the first, you know, four months, like if I could two or three times a week go back to bed, even if I didn't sleep in that morning nap time. You can't do that when you have other children. So for me, definitely the sleep second time around has been far more um, draining. Um, So, you know, having to be up because you're on from the moment that your other child is awake in the morning. The energy levels are up. The will you play with me is up. There is no naps in our house for our older child. So you are like from, you know, morning to dusk. So it's a lot. Um, So definitely I have found I could, I was really happy. I got to a point where like the sleep situation on her first and the way the breastfeeding was happening and the responsiveness at night, I could live with it. Second time round, I've definitely felt that it is harder. And it is because during the day, I'm not having those little moments to replenish myself. Now, look, we're 18 months down the line. I'm not going to start sleep draining her necessarily now. But um, I do feel like I look at my other daughter and she loves bed. There's never bedtime battles. Um, It's worked for you, though. It has worked for us. Like bedtime is great. We get to go upstairs and snuggle with Mama. Mm. It isn't like this punishment of like, it's bedtime. Um, so we will get to the other side of it. But I think what's really important throughout it, no matter how you are doing it or how your baby is like for some couples, if their child only wakes once at night, that is enough to make them feel exactly. like they're not yeah. like getting enough sleep. For some, if they're up 10 times a night and they're not getting enough sleep. Either way, I think we have to be like, we're not getting enough sleep. And when we're not getting enough sleep, we don't have the energy to process we don't have the energy to look after ourselves. We don't have the energy to think straight. And our emotional well-being is not as strong or resilient as it could be. And again, it's about allevi- alleviating this pressure that we're putting on ourselves to be these perfect performing humans at all costs. Well, guess what? When sleep is not happening, you can't be that person. Mm-hmm. And therefore, going back to feeling like telling yourself, like, it's OK if this is going to be a tough day or it's okay if I have to take that out of my diary and say, I just can't. I can't do that this week. I can't. I'm just too tired. We I feel like the greatest problem with this whole like sleep issue is that we have forgotten that children don't sleep through the night naturally, like that it's not their natural disposition to be able to sleep through the night. And we have forgotten that parents are... It's normal to be wrecked and yet we're expected to be like as high performing as we were before we had kids. We're expecting babies and kids to slot into this modern day contemporary yeah. lifestyle. Which you're which, on, on, yeah. on, on. But like, you know, these are our sleep hours, these are our wake yeah. hours where we're at the office. Like if you go back to like hunter-gatherer times, which yeah. is where all of this brain stuff locked in for us, the baby was on you all of the time. Your main job was to like feed the baby, look after the baby. Maybe there was like other breastfeeding women in the tribe who helped share it. You slept with the baby, the cuddle that you cuddled the baby. They were, you were there for their every need. It it is a stretch to expect them to go down and just say night night mama and sleep the whole night through without them having into to, that cave which yeah, is there now without them having to learn how to do that. Yeah. So your approach was very much a natural, responsive way of taking care of your baby's needs. And for me, the markers of knowing if that's working for you are, are you okay? And let's look at the babies during the day. Like, are they okay? Like you said to me when we when we first met that Juju's never really been negatively affected by like missing a nap or whatever. Mm. She's always like, she's so happy. And, mm. you know, so you can kind of tell by like, she's quite happy to have a little bit of should I here and there. Mm. And it works for you and they're happy. And do you feel like, I mean, it is quite a controversial topic. Mm whatever way you do it. Um, it's it's, re, it's a very high judgment topic. And especially, I think, as well, like breastfeeding, the high judgment topic. And that's why I, do, I, I don't want anyone listening to feel like, like I'm not, I, I've never made a conscious decision that I'm going to do it this way because I think it's natural and it's right. And I'm this like maternal earth creature. I'm not <laughs> at all. I'm like a you do you yeah. advocate. Um, and for me, I just got really stressed around a routine and I felt like the hormones actually it's not about who I was before or now literally the hormones would take over the hormones in my Mm -hmm. boobs would take over if I heard her crying at night it would just be like give her to me right now (laughs) but 
you said there like your response is is how you know what's right for you so like if yeah. the idea of a routine stresses you out and gives you anxiety then it's not for you you're going to create more tension and that's going to mm. not help your sleep anyway whereas for me having a routine in place as it was stressful in the beginning like it was it was like it wasn't a walk in the park but when I when we got into it it gave me a sense of control it gave me beats in the day it gave me a framework it helped me feel less anxious in general um, so I guess it just depends on your personality type it does but where I want to get to is not look in the mirror anymore and be like Jesus, why do you look so tired? Well, that's why we need all the concealer sponsorship. But instead of being like, of course you look so wrecked. You haven't slept in five years. Like, there's still, there is still something in my mind that won't allow the truth of the situation impact my reality. I still feel like, you know, I'll look back at pictures of five years ago and be like, where's she gone? And be all like, down on myself Mm -hmm. instead of being like well she is gone over the course of the five years that you have been up responding to your children's needs and then returning down in the morning and not having the energy to get to that gym workout or not having the energy to consider what is the right fuel to put in my body right now it's like just feed me whatever is there because I just don't I can't even think straight just you know powering up with coffee powering down with wine and, you know, living off the discarded crusts of toast in the middle of the day. Like, that is not going to create a well and happy and balanced and functioning human. And yet we fall into that trap. I fall into that trap. When I'm really tired, I look after myself even less Mm -hmm. when it is actually the time that I'm supposed to look after myself even more. And you spoke there about like, you know, know, back in the cave and all that. I'd like to think that the cave didn't demand an always on culture of you know, you have to be as capable and productive and proactive and and think as, you know, be able to to do what you used to be able to do, that the village would somehow cloak you in some comfort in those early years Mm -hmm. and be like, you know, this, you're doing an amazing job. That, that's your primary job. That's your primary job. You're doing an amazing job. Now, you know I love work. OK, so again, I'm not advocating that we become these like earth mothers and stay at home the whole time or whatever. I'm advocating that you do whatever it is that works for you. But I would like to think that within the community, the village helped her replenish. Mm-hmm. And now we're just doing it all on our own. Yeah. And that's why we're stretched. (laughs) I'm so stretched. I will say, though, I probably wouldn't have gone down the sleep consultant route had it not been, he'd been so acutely terrible a sleeper. Like, Mm. I think you expect babies, like you say, to wake up all the time or to to have, you know, at least one night, once a night kind of popping in or whatever, a few times a night, especially in the beginning. Um, I think if he he hadn't been as bad, we probably would have just kept doing our own thing. I'm sure we would have put our own routine in place and um, I certainly was mindful of trying to like set up a lovely evening wind down for him so that he started you know he got relaxed and everything even before we, we worked the sleep consultant um, but in a way he was so bad that I like I literally was crying out for help I'm I'm grateful now that he was so bad mm-hmm. because now he's so good and I, I, I feel it's like I'm, that's part of my fear about having another baby would be going back into that fear of the sleep, the unknown. Um, because right now it's, yeah, it feels too good to be true sometimes. You asked some questions on our Instagram and it's really interesting. Probably the most 50-50 kind of responses we've had on, we've we've all been in, in agreement on a lot of stuff before. Um, but people really, there's kind of people coming at it from very different perspectives here yeah. with sleep. There was a lot of kind of camps. Um, yeah. It was one of the most responded to questions and polls. So the topic, so regardless of which camp you're living in, the topic is something, I mean, look, it happens daily for us. It is an essential, like we need sleep to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it is something that isn't spoken about enough. And when it is, as you pointed out, there can be a lot of judge and shame around, you should do it this way and you should do it that way. And instead of just being like, how are you doing it? And how could it be, how can we support you through what you're doing? Um, Sleep is responsible, I remember reading this, for over 360 biochemical reactions in the body. So I'm having seven of those. Yes. (laughs) But you still look great. Look at that glow. (laughs) I'm telling you, if it wasn't for skincare, like... Or sculpted by Amy in particular. Or sculpted by Amy. (laughs) Um, But it just puts life back on it. And also, that is my biggest sleep... uh, We'll get on to the tips, but (laughs) some of my sleep recovery tips just wash your face and put good stuff on it because even if inside you're crying 
outside you just feel mm-hmm. like you got some sleep if you look like you didn't get sleep for me all day I feel really like I'm a failure yeah. before I forget um, on the subject of tips um, I remember in the beginning doing uh, my yoga nidra which is not yoga mm. it's just a, a guided meditation and it was for 20 minutes Layla from Nua Nua um, sent it on to me it's part of her field guide but apparently if you listen to that yoga nidra for 20 minutes it's the equivalent of three hours mm. of restful deep sleep so if you really are in the trenches and you can't get that oh try God. and build that in in the evening and it, it, it helps your body relax to such a deep extent um, it, can only, it can only be a good thing Oh wow! I should have sent that to you before now, probably. Eighteen months, Caroline. <laughs> Eighteen months of this. <laughs> okay, so do you get enough sleep? Was the first question. Thirty-one percent said yes. I get what I need. Who are these humans, and what can they teach us? Thirty-one percent said they do get what they need. Now, sixty-nine. I'm in that camp. Is this a trick question? No, <laughs> I do not get enough sleep. If applicable, I'm saying that because I'm still waiting. Um, When did your baby or babies sleep through the night? And this is really interesting. It's a complete spread across Mm -hmm. the age groups. Okay, so 24% under six months. Again, there's about a third in that middle zone and 23% are still 18 months plus. Okay, so we're at 18 months. She has slept last night was the fourth time in her life that she has. And I say slept, slept through the night. I mean, she woke at 11, but that's okay. And she woke at six. But that is the fourth night. And the other nights were when we were on holidays and she was absolutely exhausted from being in the swimming pool all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so 23% saying it's totally normal for them that 18 months plus is when their child went back to sleep. Or sorry, that started sleeping through the night. And I, I hate that in those early months when you've just become a parent. And almost the, the first question is, are they a good baby? What does that even mean? <laughs> the second one, and are they sleeping through the night again? Yeah. Piss off. Like, is this a marker of success somehow? Fuck off. I, I, those two things just really upset me. Um, so if you are still at 18 months plus, like me, it is OK. Um, so did or do you co-sleep? We didn't really talk about co-sleeping, mm-hmm. actually. Um, 19% yes every night. 25% yes if it's a tough night. I kind of fall into that category at the moment. yes in the newborn phase with a co-sleeper cot. So we had the co-sleeper cot for maybe five months before we moved both of them out Mm -hmm. into their own room. I think officially it's supposed to be six months. Yeah. Five worked for us because I recognised we were waking each other. Yeah, yeah. Neither of you were benefiting from it. Neither of us were benefiting. If anyone moved, the room woke. We did the the co-sleeper thing before he went into his own room and usually... I would have to bring him into the bed with me, but I never was able to sleep when he was in the bed with me because I was so afraid. Mm. Actually, probably I'd be more afraid of it now because he's rolling all over the place. You know, he, he he sleeps in the funniest of positions. There's no way he wouldn't fall out of the bed. And if I like if I didn't wasn't awake to guard him, I'd he would fall and mm. crack his head. So there is I would love to co sleep. I'd love nothing more than a nap together or a cuddly sleep together. Oh my god, I'd love I don't get that. That's the that's what you lose when you do the the more structured approach um, but I wouldn't be able to sleep myself I'd be terrified jealous of you being able to do it Juju is just under the wing yeah so she doesn't leave okay let like see leave. ya yeah now she's under the wing on the boob like it's I still feel like there's someone like tugging at my earlobe <laughs> all night long Um, does your family play musical beds regularly so uh-huh. sometimes I wake up and I look across I'm like oh he's not there anymore <laughs> something must have occurred so 22% said, yes, you wouldn't know where you'd end up. 40% on occasion on the rough nights and 39% no strict stay in your own bed policy. So that's 22, 40 and 39. And what we're noticing here is like sometimes when we do polls, there's like real everyone's in the 90s. Yeah. And what we're seeing across all these polls is like there's really divided ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're I, all valid and approaches. And they're all valid approaches. And it's all about just get through what you need to do in order to reach the morning time with having had some replenishment. Does the lack of sleep impact your emotional health? This is one that didn't have an even (laughs) spread throughout the camp. 96% lack of sleep is impacting our emotional health. So your body's really good at tricking you into thinking you're coping when you're sleep deprived, but you're you're never like you're never at a hundred percent when you're sleep deprived. So the people who are saying there it doesn't affect them, it does. They just don't feel it or they don't notice it. Well, there's only four percent of them, but you're. I, I just think again we get so 
self-critical when it comes to the fact that maybe we had a fight with our partner or we didn't want to go to something or we reacted in a different way. We snapped at our kids. Um, we didn't process our emotions properly. We cried in work because somebody said something like when actually it's not about you failing. It's the fact that your body didn't do what it needed to do last mm-hmm. night. So a bit like our phones, if our phones were like not Open, the app is not opening quick enough. You're like, yeah, cause just plug it in. I like, know. It needs, needs some charger. Actually, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to exist and perform without something uh, crashing. No. So does lack of sleep impact your physical health? 97%. So that's down to like energy, fitness, diet, aches and pains. It impacts everything. It impacts your skin, impacts your hair, impacts how you're, you know, you process um, food, which can lead to you wanting, you know, craving sugar or it can even lead to you know, your digestive system being slower and therefore you're like, why am I putting on weight? You're like, well, actually, you just need some sleep to process what's going on. And It seems like quite the design flaw that we come into the world not being able to sleep and then the mothers of the non-sleeping babies have to not sleep because it is the most crucial element, the pillars of, of well-being and health, m- m- uh, emotional and physical. Like Sleep is everything. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense to me that we would even like the same. I feel the same way about teething. Like it doesn't make sense from like a survival. If our brain and our body's primary goal is survival and, you know, reproduction and everything. Sleep is like n- not having sleep is going to really threaten that. I don't get it. We need to iron this out of our system. Did you ever work with a sleep consultant? So 13% said yes as a client one to one. 43% viewed their free content for tips. So I certainly would have done that. Mm And 44% said no. Um, So did you sleep train your child? 11% in the cry it out worked for us. Uh, 11% answered for that. 40% did some gentle training and 41% said no, they didn't do any sleep training for their child. Um, I'd love now look the polls on Insta don't allow this but I'd love to see some kind of cross referencing here of like those that are having like enough sleep or not enough sleep like what processes did they go through Mm. or how they're feeling based on 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 what they did did you follow a schedule 27% 100% no deviation (laughs) so they're your they're your crew yeah Uh, 62% we try but it moves with the day and 10% no we were free flow have you and your partner ever had a fight due to sleep? Like, oh, yeah, I'm more tired than you. No, I'm actually I got up half an hour. The most futile argument since the beginning of time is like who got up earlier, who mm-hmm. who went to sleep before. I would win, though. 87 percent said yes. And for us, it wasn't just even about that. I got more sleep than you did. And la, no, la, la. yeah, y- you you snap at each other when you're exhausted 100%. as well. So a, f- a fight would occur as a result of being absolutely wrecked. Oh, yeah. So some greatest sleep advice that people ever got. Okay, follow the wake windows rather than the time asleep. Go to a sleep trainer. Best thing I ever did. Stick with the bedtime schedule. It's so worth it in the long run. The only way I get up. Uh, Sorry, the only way I get some me time. With newborn, go back to sleep with them after the morning feed. My day started at 10.30. That's how I survived the first few months, to be honest with you. Keep your expectations low. They're not manipulating you. They just need you. Yeah. It will pass. Um, Baby isn't a robot. You can't force a routine if it doesn't suit them. Follow their lead and trust your instinct. Uh, Some other um, recommendations here for some other sleep experts. So Lucy Wolf's book. Also persevere with keeping them in the cot and watch for early cues. Stop scrolling and close your eyes. Yeah, like Mm. there are times that I'm in bed and I should be sleeping, but I'm not. Um, Take every second night and go to bed early. Like that's the other thing, like go to bed early. I think I definitely follow somebody, um, the health balance. And she's often like posting that like 10 past seven, boys are in bed, I'm in bed. Oh, I would and I'm happily like, go to bed at half seven if I could. <laughs> but I'm a very, very sleepy person. Like I would also like to have a nap during the day myself and I often do try to have one. I, like you said, you're a night owl. I'm like a 12 p.m. owl. Yeah. Not much on either side of it. <laughs> Just at 12. Yeah. That's at your sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. We're coming up to that now. 
comfort cuddles and daytime schedule. Get them in another room as soon as you are comfortable to do so. Uh, Go to bed early for a few nights in a row. Declutter your bedroom. Nice pillow spray. So ground well-being is Mm. my absolute number one. So the spray is amazing. But also they have this beautiful balm that I rub on the girls at night. And as I said, look, I think there's lots of reasons why we don't have bedtime battles, but they do enjoy that process as well. Making it more of a ritual. Yeah. I will say you mentioned there about the phone at night and, you know, it's not just the information stimulating your mind when you're scrolling your phone at night, but actually the light coming off your phone is um, hampering your production of melatonin, which is a sleep hormone that we need to go with sleep. So, try, try and cut that off because I know we said before that you need a bit of a decompression, but it's, you're, you're, you're taking away what's, what sleep you might have actually been able to get. Mm. Get help if it's really impacting you and your family. Just get the help. You'll need it. In the early days, the hubby slept in the spare room and I did baby and feeds. It worked for us. That's what we did as well. I didn't even want him in the room because he'd cough or something and I'd be like, I've just got her back to sleep. So he went into the spare room and it was just me and Baba for the night. But as I said, he would take care of everything else during the day. Oh, we didn't sleep together for about three months. I think that's really normal as well. I think there's this expectation as well that like we're supposed to slot into everything that we do. There was no point in both of us being exhausted. So one of us got like five hours straight sleep and the other one then in the morning got five hours straight sleep and that is how we got through the first few months with a, with a couple of linked sleep cycles. There's amazing ones here but I'm going to share them on our Instagram. Okay. We're going to put up more um, of this content on our Instagram so if there's loads of sleep solution and best advice here um, too long for me to read it all out. Just a couple more for those breastfeeding. So I followed up with a couple of breastfeeding ones to for my own knowledge but if breastfeeding do you feed to sleep because sometimes I read everywhere that this feeding to sleep is the thing that you're to break and to me it feels like stop taking away the only thing I know how to do 100% um, but if breastfeeding do you feed to sleep 58% said yes I don't know how not to so how gorgeous I'm, is it to be able to feed to sleep though yeah but it also is like get off me so it's <laughs> like a double edged sword 23% sometimes 19% no feed and sleep kept apart I would love to know how to, to do that just whether I chose to implement it or not but I'd love to know how yeah it's just it's introducing other sources of comfort as well that they can start to attach to so for like one of the best things that we did with our sleep whole sleep journey was introducing like a snuggy teddy and what mm. I would say one of, like for anyone having a baby one of the best tips you could have is to buy three of the same one because they get absolutely manky and then they start to associate with the smell and everything and if you were to go and wash it they'd be like that's not my snuggie yeah. so you need to be able to rotate them um, but Snuggy, his Snuggy Teddy, even when he was tiny and it was like, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't care about the Teddy. Keep putting it with him every time you were soothing him and comforting yeah. him and every time he was upset. Always with him for bedtime, always with him in the bed. And then eventually, like now, he's like, Where's, he calls him Nuggy. Where's Nuggy? Where's no. Nuggy? And that's his little. So I look at him on Sleep Monitor and he's holding on to him. Or if he does wake up, he looks around and he grabs him and he brings mm. him back. And they're so effective. And that's the little source of comfort that you introduce um, that helps them become a little bit more self sufficient. So cute. It's rotten. So like, the, the source of the fights, who does the majority of the night parenting? 61% said me. And looking at our profile of followers, that's the mams. So um, like 40 some percent are of like other partners are doing it. Well, not- so 61% said me, 4% partner. I wonder is that male partner? Perhaps. 19% shared it from the start. Yeah. Okay, so there's... You know, there's they're sharing it from the beginning and then there's like the camp that are like, no, it's just me. And then we're probably in this one. 16% shared once breastfeeding. It says ended when you're not ended, but, you know, we're I know it's not hunger now. You know, yeah. So 16% shared once breastfeeding ended. And then the last one, as per the number one piece of advice that people give you from day one, which is, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps the impossible 82% said no way did they manage to sleep when I, the baby sleeps I don't think I ever had one experience of being asleep when he was asleep like at, in the early stage with me no way the only time as I said was that glorious morning nap phase so she'd he'd go to work she'd go back to sleep and you might get until about 10 o'clock it's what's that thing like revenge something procrastination, procrastination yeah. where so when he would be asleep on me like I want to be able to be on my phone or watch reality TV and just like take a bit of my time back yeah. So I felt like if you just spent all that time sleeping, I don't know, you would, you need that as well. So, but you need to sleep more. You need, I, I think prioritise the sleep. I did, I, I fell out of that habit and I would find it, it was my time to tidy up the house. It was yeah. my time to get a start in the day. It was my time to like, you know, feel 
that the place was back in order again or whatever. Um, forget all of that. Just prioritise the sleep. So sleep is very, very important. We all need it. Your babies need it. Do whatever works for you. Try and be mindful of the judgment towards others and their approaches. It doesn't have to threaten what you're doing. It doesn't have to mean that what you're doing is not right or not the norm. Um, there is help out there if you need it, if you feel like you need it. There's there's gentle help. There's more structured help. Um, it is costly, but I would say for me, best money I've ever spent. Um, and go with your gut. Do what you trust in. You know, you've gotten far enough to feel like your instinct is turned on. Trust that. Um, and for me, five years down the line, recognising that there's ups and downs. There are periods where it just works and then they develop and something changes. All the leaps and stuff, yeah. The leaps, not just at baby phase, but into age two, three, four, five. It doesn't stay the same and you have to learn to adapt and go with the flow. Sadly, what you what worked when they were six months might not work when they're 18 months or when they're 26 months. So a part of it for me is you kind of have to respond with whatever your child is going on, like going through, start introducing the bedtime book, start introducing the grow clock so they know what time it is themselves. We had an issue with early waking. So the grow clock went in and it's like, you don't come into mommy and daddy's room until the sun is shining. Okay. Um, it, it's a constant change. So this pressure to be like, is baby sleeping through the night? As though it's a marker of success and a marker of your whole future doesn't work. Doesn't work. So go with it and try and replenish yourself as you go and good concealer hopefully you'll get another another two nights streak now we'll see it won't happen thank you for listening you can follow us on Stretch Marks Podcast on Instagram so you can see what we'll be discussing next and get involved with the questions in the polls or share what you'd like us to talk about next don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do share the love for Stretch Marks it really helps us grow this community and it means the world to us as well Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.